We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, long-time caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. You know who I really want to talk about? I forgot to talk about. I don't. Sadu Dumbia. Oh, yeah, I did. 3,200. Uh, oh, my God. We should have talked about that. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, the premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. 
And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, the triumphant uh, DraftKings expert here in Andrew Laird, who once again beat me, this time in midweek fashion, on our DraftKings challenge. Um, we barely broke 100, but... <laughs> you know. I would feel a lot more triumphant about it if that line I would have beaten anybody else. Not to like rub it in on you, but like we we both no, had pretty no, poor no, lines. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. You no. would nothing conceivable would say, Oh yeah, you know what would be really fun? Yeah. To make it even more pathetic for Mike's team. Right. Yes. There is exactly. one person on earth that lineup would have beaten and I just happened to be playing him in a head to head. Does that well, make does that work? <laughs> Well, what's funny about it is that we had a lot of the same players still, even though our rule change was to prevent that. Yes. To try to prevent that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when when you uh, when you leave that possibility open of like being able to change guys if they're not hurt, that you're going to end up, you know, when Evo Pinto starts, we're both going to be all over him because he's so cheap and he's a starting fullback. Thank you for those three points, by the way, Evo. Um, <clears throat> might be Ivo. I don't even know, but so like that's you know that just that's what happens. So I don't know if we either then need to change again that like we can only replace guys if they're not starting, or well that's what uh, I mean, that's what I did. Um, did we both? Ha- I don't think we both had Pinto to start. No, but I had I had two defenders who were did not start. Mm-hmm. So I had Target and Trippier who did not start. Yeah, I think I went Target down to Pinto, so maybe that's I don't know. And then uh, yeah, I switched goalies, so I probably shouldn't be allowed. And to that's do that. what and that's actually what won you the week because I I stood with Butland. Right, you, we both did. Yeah, well, yeah, we both had Butland originally, but you switched out to Joe Hart, and that was like a sixteen point difference. Yes, it was. Yeah, the button one minus two. I was about to say, no, it wasn't because Hart only scored 14, but yep, <laughs> that's correct, all right? Yeah, well, it's – sometimes I get my facts correct mm. and math too at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah. But Danny it, Drinkwater did uh, 3,000 bucks, got me 10.5 points, which wasn't bad. The four crosses were a bit unexpected. Oh, uh, he took a couple of corners, I thought. He must have, yeah. Five interceptions, four or tackles, and four kicks, Or a couple of free kicks. That's yeah. But it's uh, it, let's, 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 I mean, let, it's not Joe in the past. <laughs> well, no, just a little bit of reaction because you know we we stated before last well before uh, the games in midweek that it looked like Mares and Vardy were back and they're back. They're back. Just <laughs> that goal, that Vardy goal was just absolutely incredible. Alexi you know, Lawless had a great comment about what did he say? Holy Suarez, Jamie Vardy. Yeah, because that was a classic Suarez goal. But so ballsy. Yeah, the. It was a fun week. Spurs look really good too. I think Spurs and Leicester are in a class by themselves right now. And would you put City in that group? Yes, of course. You would. Okay. Well, I, I just I don't mean I don't mean like for well, titles, think, but think about that sentence. You know, in August when we for, when we were really trying to preview the season, would you have thought about the sentence Spurs and Leicester are in a class by themselves? <laughs> um, I would have hoped back then that if you had told me that's what we said in, on February 4th, that Spurs were like injury riddled and fighting relegation with in Leicester in 19th and 20th. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. There's, there's no way. I mean, what makes me feel better about how off we were about Leicester is that everybody was like there were there, nobody 
nobody, nobody said that they were going to be even fighting for a top four spot, let alone um, going for the title. So that makes me feel a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, I think you could have made the argument that Spurs were going to make a legitimate shot you know, at, at a top four or top three. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I said they would finish in the top four outside yeah. of Chelsea. Yes, you did. So you got that going for you. I do. Um, it, it's it's tough. To, it's tough for me to think about Leicester as like a contender still. And let, let's get to – speaking of Leicester, yeah, they, they're on the first game of the slate this upcoming weekend uh, from game week 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're playing Manchester City on the road, so a very big game to yeah. start off. What is the very super weekend of sports? Um, if these teams were 17th and 18th, you would call this a six-pointer, but because they're one and three, or one are they one and two? They're one and two. Yeah, we won't. But that's basically what it is. I, I, we keep. I feel like a lot of people keep saying this every week. Like we're gonna really learn what Leicester are made of. Yeah, <laughs> this is the last one though, uh, I believe, the because they had this kind of tough stretch of. Um, of matches and everybody was saying like, if they can get out of that in the top four, then they should be okay. And they're getting through it. It looks like pretty well. It, it really, to me it all it matters is to it just, if Vardy, if Vardy and Mares are healthy the rest of the season, mm-hmm. that's all they need. Yeah. I take that back. They have Arsenal the ne- the following week. So that's the, it was Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal. So that'll be a big, you know, that's back to back both on the road too. So, that's when we'll learn if, <laughs> if Lester for real, but it's all cake after that. They don't play anybody. Like, like I said, if they even if they let's say if they get zero points out of those next two games and City jumps them for first, and Arsenal might jump them for second. That's the biggest problem if they lose both of those. Yeah, they might. Uh, I mean, Arsenal haven't been exactly been winning every game. Right. We'll do you get know? To that later, though. Do you know who they fit? Who Lester ends their season with, against? Aston Villa. They're at Chelsea. Ugh. Could you imagine winning the title at Stamford Bridge? Two seasons in a row. So, who do you like in this <laughs> Leicester Man City match? This episode is brought to you by the dull knife that Andrew Laird is carrying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it, for Manchester City's side... Um, we, so- we were talking about this match earlier today, and I was saying to you that I was very surprised that Man City are the second-highest favorites of the weekend. And... It, I mean, it does help that it's at the Etihad. Uh-huh. It does help. Uh, Leicester playing well defensively. Casper Schmeichel really organizing that back line, looking really good in Manchester Red next season. <laughs> uh, it's... Where does De Gea go? Well, if Real Madrid aren't transfer banned, we all oh, know that's where banned. he's going. They're banned. Uh, when was the last time, um, I know this is kind of a rhetorical question because I imagine you don't have this answer, but when was the last time the league leaders were the second, were facing a club that they were the second highest underdogs? I, I have no idea. I know, but it's yeah. pretty. that's crazy. Leicester have have the same win chances this weekend at Man City that West Ham have at Southampton. Yeah, I feel like they should just uh, their club crest should be a picture of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no respect. Yeah, no respect at all. Yeah, it's weird. Right? It's, weird. It, it's it's a tough it's a tough game to try to project 
because of how well Leicester has played defensively of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you let's let's just take the you know the end of last game against Liverpool. They basically said, "All right, try to break us down, and we will we will counter you." Yep. Uh, we, it was an open invitation to come in and try and get them, and they just couldn't. Yeah, they, Liverpool just could not break them down, and not only could they not break them down, they were they gave up a counter attack goal. <laughs> right. In fact, they gave up two of two them. of them. Yeah. The first one is not repeatable, but the second one also really not repeatable. I mean, the balance just happened to go the way of Leicester, but it's been going that way all season. It's weird. I, I, I don't even feel comfortable calling that first one a counter goal. Like, it, it almost looked like Mares was just clearing it, and Vardy just happened to be there. Well, uh, he, the way that he struck it, the, it with the purpose and intent, I mean, he, he was hitting it as quickly as he could because yeah. he saw Vardy running down the side. Yeah. And he knew if he hit it long enough that Vardy is going to beat anyone to it. Yeah. Uh, because of his blinding pace, but then the rest <laughs> of it, still, he can't do it again. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, that was Vardy's first goal from outside the 18 I yard. I First one. Uh, of 19 or yeah. 18, something like that. Yeah. So it, it's, it's not exactly something that we've seen before. Yeah. And you, you had spoken it, a few weeks ago about how these like top team matchups are, that the reason why the Premier League can, is going to struggle with casual fans is because when these big games happen, they're awful matches to watch, which we'll get to later with Chelsea Man U. I don't know if that applies with this match. Like, I'm not sure Leicester knows how to play that kind of game. Well, they totally do. They they know is how that, to play defensively, that, but I'm not the sure. Only, the only reason why that game against Liverpool was entertaining at all was two moments of brilliance. Well, one moment of brilliance and one lucky bounce off of a poor but clearance. I, but I still don't. You don't even get those in. You know. Arsenal United or Liverpool well, United, yeah, those are it, gone. Whereas Leicester at least has a moment or two in them. I'm not sure these other teams do. Like, I think this will be, these two cl- top clubs have the, you know, these are the two that we want in a in a top-tier match. We don't want any of the other top, let's call them top six. Yeah. Like, any other combination of that six is just a horrible match to watch. But this one might be good. This one you hope will be good. Yes. Yeah, it, it, of course it might be good. It could be good. I think it will be good. I'm, I'm still skeptical. Okay. I, I, I mean, I think Leicester is going to try to pack it in to make this a two-point game. Yeah. You know, they just want they, they just want to get out of there with a point. Well, it would be a good point for them. That's. But I think there's. That's my point. I mean that. I, I mean, that, but it, it's. I think they're too not, dumb to realize little, that. I doubt. Like, <laughs> I think I they know. Doubt that. I think they go in and say, "Yeah, let's go get three. What, what do, do we have to lose?" Claudio Ranieri play for famously. It doesn't matter. Okay, of course not. Uh, but for the Manchester City side, going back to the, the fantasy Premier League side of this, uh, Sergio Aguero. Uh, he he scored, but he looked like he hurt himself. Yeah. Played it was really rest- funny to watch that on Twitter. Everybody's like, "All right, Aguero, goal, goal, goal!" Oh my God, he's down. He's down. What's happening? <laughs> and. Well, I was also really happy because I remember last, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and I was saying I think they're going to get cute with the lineup and take Sterling out and put Iannaccio in. That's Nailed exactly it. what they did. Nailed it. Um, it but Iannaccio didn't do anything. No, just really disappointing. So I doubt that that happens again. I mean, Sterling hasn't exactly been playing. I mean, there's a reason why he was dropped for a 19-year-old. Is that how old he is? 19 or 20. Yeah. I mean, I guess Sterling is too, but 
Uh, unless Navas is dropped for Raheem Sterling. No, Navas is hurt. So, I mean... You, you could you, get both. You could get both. Yeah. But it's... But even still, this is this has this is not exactly a great matchup. I mean, Aguero actually has a good matchup here, in my opinion. He's not a big physical kind of striker. Let's say like a, you know, he's he's too tricky, I think, for Robert Huth, who's who traditionally has struggled against that kind of forward. I think you're I think you're right about that. I so, it, you know, from his days at Stoke, I mean, that was really Shawcross's job. You know, to handle the more tricky of the two, um, to handle the more tricky of the forwards that were, uh, you know, uh, approaching them. But now at Stoke, he has to be that. Oh, sorry, not at Stoke. Now oh, at Leicester, he has to be that guy, and I just don't think he can be. Um, oh, Bardsley plays for Stoke now. <laughs> I agree with you. I think he's the only one, though, that I would put over Mares and Vardy, even though those two are on the road. Yeah, and and for for DraftKings purposes, it kind of stinks. Unless you're playing the early game for this one, you're yeah. not gonna be able to even make this kind of decision. But I mean, I don't see more than one or two goals in this game, and I, I think you disagree. Uh, I, I, I want yes. I think I'm hoping more than. I think it's. Do you think there will be goals on both sides? Yeah, I'm hoping it's like two one. All right, in a game where there are goals on either side, who has more points on DraftKings, Casper Schmeichel or Joe Hart? Uh, it'll, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Schmeichel because I kind of think Lester wins it two one. That's a hot take. That's a very <laughs> hot take right there. On the road, Lester wins. On the road, they, they're going to win the title this weekend. It's so Arsenal fan of you. You've already given up on your own team, even. Oh, it, it had nothing to do with Arsenal. Well, um, I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I'll forget about Arsenal, but yeah, I think this is it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think it's going to be like one nil City, and they'll like nick it at the end. Hmm. I think I'm it's not gonna, sure. I think it's going to be a very tightly played game. Yeah, I just don't think City are good enough defensively. They still have Di Michaelis back there. That's, uh, you know. They can play the John Terry defense and let, not let Jamie Vardy run past them. I'm not sure. I I don't think City have a John Terry to do that. Fair enough. I, I, I'm just, I, I said a John Terry-like defense. Well, remember, yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think. When, team... when, Chelsea, when Chelsea played, uh, when Chelsea played Leicester, I mean, Riyad Mahrez stole the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just said, okay, Jamie Vardy, let's see if you can beat us with a real move. And he couldn't. And Riyad Mahrez just took Aspilicueta to school. Yeah, I think I think he can do that to Kolarov and Sanya, too. Yeah, well, I think... I, okay, so let's rank them one, two, and three uh, out of this game. Aguero... I think it's Aguero, Mahrez, Vardy for yeah. DraftKings purposes. I, I think so as well. That's the that, that's the way I see it. Yeah. All right, but let's move on. We 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 we've even though that is the game of the weekend, we we've talked uh, we've gone a little long on it. So let's go uh, to a game that's equally as unexciting: Swansea City at home against Crystal Palace. Uh. <laughs> Just brutal. Uh, Emmanuel Adebayor, brutal. Uh, anyone on Swansea, brutal. Um, actually, that's not entirely true. No, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Uh, I I think I'll I'll save it. I'll save it for. The DraftKings lineup, but I have a Swansea player on my team that's not named Gilfie Sigurdsson. 
Okay. Great. Uh, I'll I'll note that Alan Pardue said today, today's Thursday, that Adebayor is not ready to start. So that's why I said a Swansea player. Not yes. Me. No, no. I'm just saying for those Adebayor. who think maybe you can build around Adebayor, he's not going to start. Yeah, Adebayor. He will play though. The only thing I noticed about Adebayor is it must have been a while since I last seen him because that hair. Is His long. hair was ridiculously long. That hair is long. Yeah. He looks yeah. like Bafatimi Gomi from behind. I'm not gonna, I'm in not terms gonna, of length. Looks, oh, okay. In terms That's of what just, I meant. Just sorry. hair. Okay. If you took both of their hairs off <laughs> and said which one is which, I don't think you'd be able to tell. Would you like to uh, spin this web a little tighter around yourself? That's what I'd like to do. Gonna... Okay. Um, <laughs> how, how about Fraser Campbell? Yeah, I think he's going to start. Oh, my God. Well, it's either him or Shamak because Wickham's out. Oh, my God. Shamak missed such an easy chance. Yeah. Anyway. Yoan. Yoan Kabai's going to be back. Punchin's out for numerous games now with a hamstring injury. James MacArthur's out for the season. Balassi's still out. What do you you think of their lone goal scorer since December, Scott Dan? Scott Dan. Uh, No. That's what I. That's what I have to say about that. Would you prefer anyone on Swansea not named Gilfie Sigurdsson? I. I think you could make the argument. Uh, no, nope. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say Neil Taylor. That would be the only one. Oh, um, I think you. That's not. That's also not who's on my team. Yeah, uh, Andre Ayew. I think. It feels he like he can't lead the line. No, he can't. Um, Which is what he's doing. He just cannot. Yeah. I think that's their biggest problem. They, yeah, they don't... I think that's right. Okay. Uh, I, I, otherwise, I just don't think there's... Outside of the outside of the goalkeepers, particularly Fabianski, I don't think there's a there's an option here that you, you want. You don't like Neil Taylor? Not really. <laughs> um, you know, because if they don't get the clean sheet, I don't think he does enough crossing. Yeah. Wrangle or Naughton on the other side? No. <laughs> That's good. No. No. I mean, I love Kyle Naughton. He's on a lot of my season-long teams, but no. Okay. Uh, especially because Palace may get a goal. They don't do enough if Palace gets a goal. Yeah. I apologize. I just they uh I just noticed, or I was just told, and now I'm looking at it, that Yahoo has announced or has opened up daily fantasy soccer breaking news i uh i suppose i broke it to somebody broke it to me and i broke it to you i'm sure by the time this podcast is listened to people will already know but if not yahoo now does daily premier league do 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 i have no idea what breaking news sounds like okay um stoke city are at home against everton uh stoke looked terrible so just when you want to really get, bad, just when you want to believe in them, that's when they turn on you. Yeah. Uh, just like Everton, when you want to believe in Everton, that's when they turn on you, particularly their defense. <laughs> uh, well, their defense hasn't. I, I will. I, I've made it a commandment for the rest of the season. I am not taking <laughs> a goalkeeper or a defender on Everton ever. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Although I Robles was pretty good on the midweek. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's going to start again. Yeah. Well, which Stoke show up? I mean, that's that. That's the question everyone's probably gonna gonna ask. 
Is it, is it going to be the Stoke that there's value with three different players for Shakiri, Arnautovic, and Boyan, or the Stoke where there's no value with anybody? I mean, this is the matchup that should allow you to use them. But like you said, they've been so bad. They, It's three straight without a goal. So, and, and and does Imbula make any difference? Uh, defensively, certainly. Um, I think the biggest issue that Everton are going to have is that Lukaku's Lukaku's banged up. He left Wednesday's match with a back injury, and like the quick turnaround certainly can't it's help. A, it's a Runacone time. Yeah, I, I'm just like that's they don't they don't have anybody that's like Lukaku. I mean. Not many people do, but I'm saying like they have to change their attack pretty significantly, and I'm not sure they know how to play without him. So I think you you could make a case for some Stoke defenders this week, but I'm I'm struggling to get plenty lots of confidence in out of Arnautovic, who I would probably rank ahead yeah. of Boyan or Shakiri. So particularly with the the Stoke fullbacks. You know, if you want, I don't think this is a game where they're going to get a lot of crossing numbers because Everton love to have the ball. So Stoke may not have a ton of possession. That's fair. Which will which will breed fewer chances to cross. Right. So um, just just yeah. one warning if you want to go that route. Good point. <sighs> Who's your number one option from this game? It's tough. Um, Let's say if Lukaku does not play. Yeah, I'm going to uh, yeah, I've, I've been working. I didn't even rank him this week because of that, but um I would put Arnautovic ahead of Barkley just because it's at Stoke. You never know what that weather's going to be. Right. And if it was at Everton, I would That's another factor too with this game. If there's a if there's a like a really heavy wind, you there could be this this could be 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, you can't you can't even predict what this score is going to be. It's too tough. I think I I think I largely stayed away from this game. Um, yeah, yeah, I stayed I, away from it all together. What's that? I stayed away from this game altogether. Yeah, there's a cloud and four raindrops on DraftKings, and that usually means it could get sloppy. <sighs> I have one guy from this game, and I'm we'll hoping see. for I'm hoping for slop. We'll see who that is in the in the. In the daily dose later, but let's move on to Liverpool uh, licking their wounds a little bit at home against Sunderland. Good time, good time for Sunderland to come to town, don't yeah, you think? Really. Even though Sunderland actually put up a nice defense against Manchester City after they after conceding the goal early to Aguero. Southampton. Oh, Sunderland. Sunderland. Yes, yes. Um, I, got, I got it right this time. I sorry. knew who played who. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much of it was really that they like clamped down, although. Yes, they got out with a one nothing. You know, only gave up. They one, got out with a one nothing loss. They got out with a one nothing. That's loss. just as bad as every other loss. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Liverpool. That's kind of how I look at it from this, from that side. It's it's it, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a tough game. It's not a tough game to predict because I still still think that it's going to be a Liverpool victory. Um, but who is going to score for Liverpool? Only one team has allowed more goals in the last four than Liverpool. Like, that's what I struggle with, that they can't stop anybody. Is it Sunderland? It's not, actually. 
It's Norwich. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Sunderland have allowed two goals in their last two. Yeah, it's... it's... And Liverpool have allowed six. Because, yeah. I mean, like, if Norwich can score four times, you'd think Sunderland should be able to score at least one or two. Well, I mean, I'm not saying take a defender. I mean, you could... T- I mean, I still think Alberto Moreno has value, even though they likely won't get a clean sheet. Yeah. Because the one thing about Sunderland is they let you have some space. Yes. So I think Moreno could have a large crossing number here. And to be fair, I think he's pri- uh, he's priced that way too. So you know he's a fo- he's fo- I mean we'll get to this in the daily deals, but he's forty five hundred. Yeah, expensive. So I mean that's that's price that's price not to sell. <laughs> right. Or, that's price not to buy. Excuse me. Correct. So it's it's a tough. It, 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 I'm not going to say that there's a lot of obvious options here. I mean, James Milner, I think, will be someone who can have a large point total, but he's not priced very low either. So no, it's it, it's one of those games where you're paying a premium for Liverpool Liverpool players who are inconsistent at best. I think Milner has the best floor. Yeah, and he can fill a stat sheet. Yeah, and I'd say Firmino is clearly the highest, the highest upside. Leader. Yeah. So, but those, after those two. Well, like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Does he even start alone up front? Firmino? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I mean, Benteke is not going to start. Daniel Sturridge is rumored to be healthy. No. Well, but it, right. It's always a rumor. Eventually, he's in training. Yeah. He's in full training. Uh-huh. Yep. He might be injured by the end of the sentence, but it's... it's <laughs> right. It, but, uh, all right, let's move on to the Sunderland side. Dame and Joy made his debut, did nothing. Yep. Um, he only had three minutes, but uh, it, it's Sunderland. Is it just Patrick Van Aanholt? Yes. Uh, I think you can make a case for Adam Johnson when he starts, but. I will never make a case not, for Adam Johnson. And uh, what about Jermaine Defoe? I. Fabio Barini. Dame yeah. I mean, they have a lot of really mediocre forwards. I was going to say, I think you can find dart throws, better dart throws than those guys. Ugh, just gross. All right. Uh, yeah, there's really there's really not much else to say about it. Liverpool, you're paying for inconsistency, which you don't want to do. And Sunderland, you you just there's probably better dart throws out there. I think that's a good way to to summarize that matchup. So let's go on to Tottenham at home against Watford. Uh, All the I, Tottenham. Yeah, it, it's all Tottenham, and I I wouldn't take Igalo, nope. even though, even though this is now that we say that he's gonna explode for uh, two counter attack goes goals from Troy Deeney, who just yeah. lost the ball and he got there and and Igalo got there and just scored. No, I, no, I don't think I don't think that's happening. So if if yeah, I I don't think so either. I also and I know that you really want him to, but I think Trippier's time of starting is over i will rank him high just on you know when i do when I, I i guess i should take into account how likely is someone to start i still think there if i still think there's a chance i'm going to rank them as if they're going to start yeah and trippier when he starts he is a top three top five defender easy yep <sighs> it's a shame they does not start it's a shame yeah, well. should start, especially against a team like Watford, where you they will give you the space out wide to cross. They play a very compact system. It yes. would make sense for Tottenham to put Trippier on. 
Just throwing that out there. Uh, Watford side, would you you wouldn't take anybody? No. Especially, well, not even Deeney because he's going to be priced a little bit less. He just doesn't score enough. I don't. Yeah. I, yes, he's kind of goal dependent in a matchup like this, and I'd I'd rather I'd take him over Barini and Defoe, but that's about it. <laughs> well. Let's move on to the next game, where it's a very interesting game to me because it's the only game where you're going to consider these options to be good, and that's Aston Villa at home against Norwich. It's uh, like the perfect storm of terrible. Yeah. Like you can prop. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a high ownership percentage of a lot of these guys. Yuck. Like who? You're, you're going to see a lot of Leandro Bakuna. Oh yeah, Bakuna and Sissoko. You're going to see Sissoko you own. You're going to see Mark Bunn owned you're going to see Declan Rudd maybe owned you're gonna see Robbie Brady probably makes an appearance again if Wes Houlihan starts Stephen Naismith I mean there can be a whole bunch of people yeah Gabby Agbon Lahore was ranked I saw which is crazy <laughs> uh but I mean Jordan Ayew decided to elbow someone right in front of the referee so I guess that was so dumb oh my gosh <laughs> I mean, there's really there's really no other way to put that who knows? Uh, like I said, Aston Villa Norwich. This could be zero zero. This could be five four. This could be anything in between. Yeah. But I think these are these are going to be a lot of players that are normally and probably still will be low priced that will be highly owned because they have a good matchup for the first time this season. Yeah. 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 I'll. It, th- this game is like eating your vegetables. You, you do it <laughs> because do it's it. good for you, but you don't like it. Yeah. I, the, and the, Norwich looks like a plate of vegetables with that with that uniform. <laughs> Jordan Vertu has been awful the last few games. That's because Bakuna has been um, yeah. taking his stuff. I think the pro yeah that's your problem is that you you look for the best Aston Villa attacking option and you find Leandro Bakuna. Uh, that's fine with me. Are you yeah. kidding? I'll take that. I'll take that as a nice value at defense. Yeah, it's. I, I hope this game is 0-0 because I, I don't want to stand for getting fantasy value out of these two teams. I won't put up with that. We are going to have very different teams in Daily Dose. All right, let's move on <laughs> to another game where it's a lot of – it's another it's another vegetables game. You know, you, you'll take a guy from this matchup, but you won't like it. Uh, it's Newcastle at home against West Brom. Yes. Um, I have loved West Brom players as of the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I really have only loved two of them. Uh, Craig Dawson and James McLean, mm-hmm. who have been great. Yeah, McLean's been awesome in DraftKings. So Dawson's been good too. Yeah. Um, the now the only problem is it's Newcastle at home, so that means when Aldum has a large chance to score. I I would argue that you have to play him. You have to play when Aldum. Okay. At home. Okay. Against West Brom. Against anybody. Oh, pretty much. Okay. Um, Tony Fields, I keep saying that as if it matters. It I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's been that, that has been the case this season mm-hmm. defensively. So, Solomon Rondon got a nice late goal for West Brom. Saved him. Uh, yeah. Point. Right. Well, you know, everyone counts. The, yeah, I think you have to play Wijnaldum. McLean has been, what did we say, 19 crosses last in his last game, 10 in the one before. He's just very cross dependent, but thankfully he sends in a ton, so you got to go with that. Well, but he, well, he also gets interceptions and tackles too. Yeah, he draws some fouls, so I mean, he can he can get a couple of other things, but not much. They're 
He's Newcastle not a... is having like a full-blown injury crisis in their back line, which has opened up the possibility of one of their midfielders playing as a defenseman, which I will get to when we talk about our daily dose teams. Oh, that sounds like a terrible, terrible thing. All right, so let's move on to Southampton at home against West Ham. Mm-hmm. This is our famous bet from last season, which yeah. I so famously lost. <laughs> uh, this is also not going to be part of the DraftKings slate, but because uh, it's oh no, it is. Sorry, yeah, it is. sorry, sorry. Um, you, we we could see the debut of Chaz Austin as a starter. Yeah, I think we should because you know he's the only one scoring up there. Shane Long I, has him. I, I, I also, I also think we could be seeing the debut of Emmanuel Emenike. Yeah. Sorry, Emenik. Emenik. Yeah. I keep pronouncing it Emenike when it's not true. Yeah, because it looks like that. Um, we could. I don't know. Andy Carroll is supposed to be back. I don't think he starts, but Carroll is fit again. Yeah, which kind of complicates. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't think it complicates it at all. <laughs> okay. Emenik is as physical as Andy Carroll and as quick as Ener Valencia. And not glass. Ideas, who knows? Yeah, not yet. <laughs> uh, would you start Valencia? Who would you start for West Ham? If if Emenic starts him. Okay. I would rank the forwards Emenic, Valencia, Carroll. And you would start them against a goalie that no. hasn't given... That's what I mean. Would you start Emenic if he starts? Would I actually start them? Yeah. I, would you I, play I, Emenic? I would, if I had to, but I wouldn't want to. Okay. I mean, Fraser Forster... Has he let up a goal yet? Zero. He had 24 fantasy points last weekend? Yeah, 10 saves. Tuesday. Tuesday, whatever. His last, so he has four shutout, four clean sheets in the four games he've, he's played this year. And the last two were at Man U and at Arsenal. Only one of those two is really impressive, considering this. <laughs> it sounds good, though. It does. Although United were much are better at home, and they had been playing Fraser, much better. Fraser, Fraser Forrester is a beast when yeah. you look at him. I mean, he's he's so enormous. Big. He's so big. Yeah. He's like the size that you want your goalie to be that, you know, because he, and he's not just like, he's not coastal Pantilamon where he's just like appendages. He's like, but he's, yeah. He's, he's just enormous. Yeah. It's like the LeBron James of goalkeepers. He looks like it. Yeah. Like that's the guy you want. Same beard and everything. He's the reason. Yeah. He's the reason why we were so, uh, so pro Southampton defenders were like, we thought like, Oh, well Southampton's like great defensively. So you, you get some offensive upside with Cedric and Bertrand and you'll get the clean sheets, but they didn't get those with Stecklenburg. But now the Forsters there literally, like we said, four straight. Yeah. West Ham. It's even, I I would say, I I don't even know if I would take Dimitri Pye because he's so expensive. Yeah. He's really expensive. And, um, I mean, he's still sending in a ton of crosses, but you're right. You kind of need, at that price, you need a you, goal or an assist. You you need you need more production, yeah. unless you're going to get 19 crosses. Yeah, he's the highest price midfielder. Um, and yeah, you need you need a goal for him to really pay off with yeah. how much you're limiting yourself elsewhere. Yeah, we'll get to that, how interesting the slate is uh, when we get to our daily dose. <laughs> but let's move on to the Sunday games. We have two Sunday games. Uh, the early one on uh, Super Bowl Sunday is. Uh, Burnmouth at home against Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal really have to win. Yes, just to to be a title contender, they have to win this one. Yeah, uh, my guess it won't be, and it won't be easy. No, not at all. Uh, I could see them dropping this one. 
not because dropping. they'll well not uh, yeah I could see them dropping it actually if it's one of the like if Man City wins and then they move up and, and tie uh, Leicester at the top and Arsenal's like well there are three points will like keep them close I could see them dropping it it becomes like a ver- an important game again and Arsene Wenger should ban all TVs then. <laughs> He should ban all TV and news until they're finished. The reason why they also have a five point lead over United for the for fourth, so it's like dropping well, this one doesn't even Ars- get the Arsene Wenger Trophy. Right, so like dropping this game doesn't even hurt them that much because they're still two. They, if United beat Chelsea, they're still two points clear for the Wenger Trophy. Gross. All right, <laughs> but I think you still have. Fantasy wise, you got to start all of your. Does, does Benicophobia continue his his just not, his his hot streak entering the Premier League? Revenge game. Stop it. He went through the Arsenal Academy and they gave don't, up on him. Don't care. He slighted. Stop it. Only twenty three. Gave up on him too early. Now it's time to show show what they gave up. I mean, he's got what is it? Three in a row? Four in a row? That he scored in? Something like that. Three. I mean, he's only played three games. Yeah. So three, and he's the kind of guy who could certainly find space around pure murder sacker so i wouldn't rule it out if you're gonna de- if you're looking for a goal from burnmouth that's where it's coming from i'm not sure i would play anybody else though not even matt Ritchie. i don't think so okay uh arsenal side ozil or sanchez mm. or sorry rank three o- o- ozil sanchez Giroud. Giroud is on the bottom for me yeah. uh, and always will be but um, now throw a phobia in there. It's I would put a phobia over Giroud. Okay. Wow. Giroud's still at the bottom there. That's that means there's pretty decent. If you're playing the Sunday slate, that means there's pretty decent value on a phobia. Yeah, I think there is. Well, when you think of it, of the he's by far the best value in terms of starting strikers of the Sunday slate. Yeah. So he's. I think he'll be pretty highly owned. Would you take uh, Would you take any defender or goalkeeper in this game? There, Peter Peter Check was was ranked very highly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why. Really? I, mean, I think I ranked him fourth or something like that. But why is that so surprising? He doesn't get a lot of saves. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and Burmuth isn't exactly going to shoot a ton of shots on target. Yeah. Oh. I mean, let's let's face it. When you're looking at a DraftKings perspective, you are trying to predict a clean sheet in this in this case, and I'm not in that business. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's too hard. Yeah. That's fair. I think you're. Uh... I mean, projecting the win, and you think that they can even drop this game completely. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so now if you're trying to predict the win, you're saying that that's not really a good idea in this one because you can see Arsenal dropping this. So you're taking Boric. I wouldn't. I would take. I would if I if I was gun to my head. I, I would take Cotua. Oh, the Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the Sunday. yeah. Um, it's not even a gun. You just need a keyboard on a DraftKings slate. Oh, yeah, I. That's a worse joke than me. Uh, I agree with you on all of that, including cool. the poorness of the joke. Fantastic. All right, Chelsea at home against Manchester United to round out the slate. This will be pathetic. Yeah, zero zero and like maybe and, and, two shots on two shots from both sides. Uh, you're you're just gonna hear a collective groan. When does the Super Bowl start? Yeah, 
Ugh. Yeah. I'd rather watch the the seven hour pregame of the of the Pro Bowl than watch this game. Oh, that's, even, that's not even not even the Super Bowl. The, uh, the pregame of Super Bowls are oh god. Be worse. No, I would and, I, and, I would be fine watching this one. <laughs> well, if you if you want to hear a great perspective on that, I'd strongly recommend Dan Levitard. Okay. And the way he ref- he refused. 50 guests this week on his radio show, including Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, because they're, <laughs> they're, they're so boring on radio. I think that's great. And that's how boring the Super Bowl prep is. And I I still may watch it more than this this Chelsea-Manchester United game. Like, you'll, you'll have to think about it. That's how boring this yeah, game that's is. How, yeah. It's going to be awful. I agree with you. Now, since we have to talk about it, do you think Eden Hazard finally starts? Yes, I do. I think so too. I think Oscar makes way because he just hasn't been good. Oh, I was going to say Pedro. No. Hmm. Pedro makes way. Pedro hasn't played. Now, was he not even playing? No, it's been Oscar, Fabregas, Willian. Oh, that's right. That's right. What do you think about the Matic Mikel double pivot? Awful. You mean elite? What? Yes, exactly. Is that what you were saying? I can count Mikel's forward passes on one hand every game. Somebody's got to pass back, Mike. They don't have to do it every time, but he just yeah. wants to make sure it gets done. That real fearful Manchester United attack. Back-to-back clean sheets, Mike. They're going for three in a row. Who? Chelsea. Yeah, but did they get back-to-back wins yet this season? Um, you know. Nope. The answer is no. You know. <laughs> the answer is no. So they're unbeaten with underhitting, but I don't care about draws at this point in the season. If you want to be taken seriously this season or by anyone who wants to come into this, this team next season, you got to start winning. It's that simple. And when I see Chelsea go into that shell and just play defensively and hope that something happens going forward without dictating, you know, they're going to see a lot of zero zeros and a lot of really, really uninteresting games. Yeah. And no, and no, let's for lack of a better term, free agents going to want to go there. That's fair. And Manuel Pellegrini becoming the next coach? No thanks. Mm. You know, pass. I'd rather have a coach who's more youth oriented. But so that's the one asset that Chelsea has. Youth. Lots of it. Yeah. Okay. Just why don't you actually organizationally organize to what you have? Yeah. I guess not. Nope, that's not how we run this team. Okay. Uh, Fantasy-wise, though, uh, Courtois or De Gea? Courtois. Uh, Costa or Wayne Rooney? That's a good one. Uh, I will take Costa because it's at Stamford Bridge. I'll take Wayne Rooney because he might cross. <laughs> I know. Diego Costa does one thing, and he doesn't even do it that well. Okay. I, 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 the rumors are that Atletico Madrid really wants him back, and my question is why. They can't now. Well, my my point is still why. Why? Did you see they almost got Falcao back? <laughs> Falcao's going to go to China. They Well, it's funny that you say that because... I, the rumor is that they've already made an approach. Well, they he apparently had an agreement to go back to Atletico, but Atletico had to sell Jackson Martinez first, and they couldn't get that done in time. Yeah. Well... They did sell Jackson Martinez for a ridiculous fee. Ridiculous. I'm glad Chelsea didn't fall into that trap. Um, I'm bummed that he's not like watchable anymore. 
I mean, uh, it was awful this year still, but whatever. Just in a year from now, like you say, when the China Chinese teams stop paying them, they'll come back. Yeah. Um, but I, I whatever Falcao, he's not even important. Lower no. Remy, well, not important anymore. Uh, Alexander Pato probably won't play unless something happens to Costa. Right. So a bunch of meaningless backups. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Martial or let's say Fabregas. Mm, Fabregas. Of the crosses. Yeah, sure. And some few tackles that he gets, surprisingly more than we all think he gets. <laughs> Someone has to tackle, Andrew. That's right. That's how bad those jokes are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of bad, my uh, my DraftKings teams have been terrible. So let's get to my next re- my next version of the DraftKings. <laughs> um, all right, I did something that I don't normally do. Uh, I'll start off with goal goaltenders and defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paid top dollar for a goalkeeper. Okay. <laughs> I took Fraser Forrester. Okay, at forty one hundred. Uh, I took Leandro Bakuna again at 3,600. I took Matt Target again at 3,500. And I took Kira Trippier again at 3,600. Wow. That's a lot. Um, Target, I bet Target and Trippier don't start. I do. I, I, I bet are... that too. I just, I want to get, I want to make sure that I'm in on them. Okay. Just, That's fine. Uh, and that you can't be. If they I was going to say they're all yours because I didn't take any of them. Uh, I spent 3,900 on Simone Mignolet, Okay. which worries me surprised i have 2700 for brian oviedo he's been starting in place of leighton baines okay uh no he's been starting yes well Well, on the left and he also started once i was gonna say he started on the right too i'm guessing he doesn't start again but who knows um i spent 2400 on our boy evo pinto playing against aston villa and then i went on the other side of that one and paid 34 for ali sissoko I wanted um, Bakuna, but I came up just short yep. dollar-wise. So um, I don't like any of them, but I hated all of my Tuesday options, and they all paid off, so I'm just hoping these guys do too. <laughs> Fantastic. Your midfielders, please. Uh, I added – so the, the guy I was talking about earlier about Newcastle, so they don't have anyone uh, to play left back or right back right now. So – there's a possibility that youngster Rolando Aarons gets the start there. That would be and so very, very strange. I threw him. Well, there's talk that he's doing it, so I threw him he, in. He's, it. he's a favorite of mine. Yeah, I threw That's him in problem. at 3,000, okay. uh, hoping that he'll basically do anything. <laughs> um, I took James Milner at 56, like we said. I think he's got the safest floor of that game. Uh, I paid 5,000 for Wijnaldum. I feel like Wijnaldum should be 2,000 on the road and 8,000 at home. That's how strongly I feel about playing him. Home road split. Yeah, which like shouldn't apply, but clearly it does. And then my two utility guys are midfielders. Do you want me to talk let's, about them as well? Let's wait until later. For okay. You. All right, so I have James McLean, as I always do, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for 5,200, excuse me, Wijnaldum at 5,000, mm-hmm. and Wilfred Saha at mm. 5,000, someone who I plugged in last week and it worked out for me. Yeah, that did work out well. He's been playing well, by the way. He's been playing very well for how poorly Crystal Palace have been playing. He's been the lone bright spot. He has been. Yep. Um, And uh, I'll go with my forwards now. My two forwards are Harry Kane mm -hmm. at 8,200. Because I'm I'm now going to try the strategy of I will take 
who I feel is the best striker no matter the, no matter what the cost. That's my first person on the sheet. Okay. Because if you get that guy who scores two or three goals, you ha- you'll be sitting pretty, especially yeah. in the heads. Yep. All right. So Harry Kane, eighty-two hundred, and for four thousand, I saved some money and took Stephen Naismith. Oh. Uh, I also that have Kane at okay. eighty-two hundred. Uh, the the options that you have on this slate, because we missed that first game, the Man City Leicester. You mentioned this earlier. We don't get Arsenal. We don't get Chelsea. We don't get Man U. So you have Kane at 8,200. You have Lukaku, who may not play at 7,800, and Igalo at 7,000. Like those are your upside, your upper tier options. And then Firmino is at 5,800. He's the next highest. So you you have the ability to get Kane because there's pretty much no one else to spend up for. Uh, when you said you spent 4,000, I thought you were going to say the guy I picked, which is Charlie Austin. Uh, I still have my utilities. Uh, oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I didn't think for a second of taking Naismith when I saw that Austin was the same price, but you apparently just decided to take both. Um, my utility spots, I have McLean at 5,200, like you had him in the midfield, and I have Gilfie Sigurdsson at 65, you which feels expensive. Pri- you love taking high-priced players in the utility spot. Uh, I don't know. There's always this, like, why does it matter? People say well, that all the time to me. It's just weird. It's just like a stinger at the bottom of the sheet. That's what I want. I want people to look at my team and they're like, oh, this guy's team is awful. And they're like, oh. Well, no, they're, you know, they'll say, how is he beating me? His yeah. Players are doing ter- all his utility spots. Oh, he's got Aguero and Alexis in his utility spots, right? Yeah. False sense of security. Totally. Well, in my utilities, I also have Chaz. Uh, so I have okay. Charlie Austin. And, okay, this guy's probably not going to start. But someone who I just, I just wanted to say his name because it's a transfer I feel like has gone under the radar completely that no one has talked about. And that's Leroy Fair. Oh, I'm, ah. at Swansea for three thousand. You, I, I have read like I mean I've I've been reading like as much as I can of the South Wales Evening Post to try Why? to figure out Hold who. On. Pause. Why? They've Why? got. Well, I've been trying to read as much about the South Wales yeah. Evening Post. Why? Anyway, they, uh, Leroy Fair might like. There's no guarantee that he starts. But if he does, like everybody should be on him, particularly three thousand. Like that was, I completely agree with you that this that was a move that like not enough people are talking about because he can be so good. Nice call. That bothers me that you have him now. Boom! And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast because for once I feel smart. We'll catch you again <laughs> next week. Uh, good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.